0: Congratulations, you've found your way to episode number two of Good Girl Gone Wife, the podcast. I'm Alex Green from GoodGirlGoneWife.com, where I blog about, well, pretty much whatever I want to blog about. You can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GoodGirlGoneWife, and on Twitter at GoodGirlGoneWife, girl without the I, because Twitter would only let me use 15 characters when I needed 16 Thanks a lot, Twitter. This week I'm joined by Ashley from Sweaty Girl in a Fur Covered World, and we discuss couch to 5K, nutrition, and learning to accept yourself the way you are. Well, unless you're a terrible person, in which case you should work on being a better person instead of just accepting that you're a douche canoe. If you want to help support this podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five star rating, maybe you leave a review. You can always sponsor the podcast if you're interested in doing that. You can email me at goodgirlgonewife at gmail.com. You can also email me with your thoughts, comments. You know, I would love to hear your feedback, even if it's just something like, hey, you sound like a dude when you talk, because that's what I actually think, no matter how much my husband protests. But that's a good way for me to find out what you, the listener, thinks and wants out of this podcast. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Okay, Ashley. So, you have been doing the
1: Couch to 5K program.
0: How far along in that are you?
1: Um, I'm currently on week six, day one. Like, that will be the next run that I do. Um, I'm using an app called Rundouble, which is free, um, but when I downloaded it, they were having a promotion where if you signed up for some kinds of, like, rewards points website, like, you could upgrade to the f- full app for free. Um, and the app that I have, that has a couple different modes to, like, train to Couch to 5K. Like, I'm doing the Couch to 5K timed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it focuses on your time, like running for a continuous 30 minutes. Um, but they have another setting, which is couch to 5K distance. And so, I think when I finish the couch to 5K time, I'll probably do the couch to 5K distance to where I'm running the full 3.2 miles versus just running for 30 minutes straight. Because I'm probably, even when I finish this program, not going to be running a full 5K in 30 minutes. <laughs>
0: It's cool, though, that they have both those modes.
1: Um, I don't
0: think I'd heard of an app that did that before.
1: Well, this one has a lot of really cool features. Like, um, it also has, like, a 5K to 10K. Um, they have a couch to 10K. Um, and They even have programs that go all the way from, like, zero to, like, mini marathon.
0: All in the same app? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's like five apps in
1: one. Yeah. Um... And it, it, it like, gives you, like, maps and graphs and statistics, and, um, I don't know what the name of the rewards website was that I signed up for this, but after every run I complete, I earn so many points, um, but basically it's a website where you can buy, like, exercise stuff with your points. I don't have nearly enough to get anything yet, because I think you have to have, like, a minimum of, like, 24,000 first, but, um... So far, it's worked really well for me, so I don't, like, I have an Android phone, so I'm not really sure, like, what people who have an iPhone or whatnot, what their options are, but I went for what was free.
0: I don't blame ya. Free's the way to go. So, how have you been finding the program? Like, is it easier than you thought, more challenging than you thought?
1: Um, it varies, like... The first two weeks, the runs themselves were really easy, um, But and my dogs are going to start barking. <laughs> the runs were really easy, but I was having a lot of issue with like my legs and my knees, um, but it just turned out that it was a shoe issue. Even though I was wearing a running shoe, it wasn't the right kind of running shoe for me. So, once I switched to a different shoe, I wasn't having those issues anymore. Um, but it really varies like um, like I just the last run that I did was the like you ran for twenty continuous minutes, and it really wasn't that bad like when I got up to run that morning, I was like, "This is gonna suck so bad because like the previous run was two separate 8-minute runs and they were really hard. Yeah. But I ran, yeah. I ran for 20 minutes like it was no big deal. So it really varies. Like one day you're like, "Oh, no problem." The next day you're like, "This is so freaking hard." Even even if it's the same run, like there's such a variety of factors involved, like how you feel um I don't know. It for me it just really very – Sorry. Everything's going off all at once. Um, but, yeah, it, for me, it just varies. I've had some really good runs and some really not good runs, so, um, but the more I do it, the better I get.
0: When you run, do you run outside or do you run on a treadmill?
1: I run outside. Have you um, tried
0: it on a treadmill at all?
1: I have not. Um. I just I, wondered I, if it would be different and- Well, it's different. I run the same route every time, but sometimes I run it forwards and sometimes I run it backwards. And what I don't, I'm not actually physically running backwards, but like (laughs) if I start off one direction versus going the other direction, it's different because there are hills. Um, so sometimes I'm coming up the hill or sometimes I'm going down the hill and I vary it, um, which plays into it because. Like I said, some days you're having a really bad run and then you forget that you're running the route where you have to go up the big hill instead of down the big hill and you're just like, oh my god, I'm never going to make it. Um, But I'm really diligent in making sure that I keep running when I'm supposed to be running, even if I feel like I'm about to kill over and die. Um, There have been a few times where I haven't been able to finish my run. Like, for whatever reason, like, My legs hurt too bad, or I got too hot, or I just was a quitter that day. (laughs) Um, so I should technically be farther along than week six, but I've, like, I would repeat, like, if I quit a day, I always repeat the day till I can finish the day. And then there have been several ones that I've redone, like, I finished them, but they weren't very strong finishes. So I felt like I needed to do them again to improve before I moved on to the next one. Um, because before I started this program, I, the last time I ran was, like, when it was required in, like, high school PE class. For the so,
0: presidential physical fitness test, and they make you run around the loop, and it's horrible. Yeah.
1: yeah. So. Before I started this a couple months ago, but um, I actually looked today because I'm actually do I, I host a link up with uh, another blogger, um, the last Friday of every month. It's called Fit and Healthy Friday. And uh, I was putting together my post today, and it doesn't sound like a lot, but since I started Couch to Five K on April Fourteenth, I think it was, um, I have ran twenty five miles.
0: That's awesome. That sounds like a lot to me. I don't know if I've ran
1: 25 miles in my life. So that that was interesting to see. So how
0: do you think you've improved, like, not just in running, but, like, in your health overall since
1: you started Couch to 5K? Um, I mean, I feel better. I've lost weight. I've lost inches. But I ha- I haven't just been running. Like, I've done a lot of other things, too, like... Um, I'm not a strict clean eater, but I'm like an 80-20, which has played a huge role, I think, because um, I've counted calories for a while, and that worked, Um, but I, I was eating like the wrong kinds of things. Like, I would have my, I would stay within my 1,200 calories for a day, but I was eating like refined starches and carbs, and... Just stuff that's not, like, it's hard for your body to digest it and turn it into fuel. So when I started eating clean, like, that's when I started seeing better results. And I started feeling better on my runs because I was no longer putting stuff into my body that was so hard to digest. Like, I was putting in a lot of, like, natural fruits, vegetables, and proteins. And your body doesn't have to work as hard to convert that to energy. Um, But like I said, I I don't follow it strictly. I do, like, an 80-20 um, which means I try my best to eat clean, but, like, I'm not giving up beef and I'm not giving up dairy. Like, those aren't typically considered clean. Um, but, I don't know, I've noticed that I've gotten stronger. Um, everybody always says that you feel great after you exercise, which you do, but it's not something that you have immediately. Like, for me at least, um, this is my fourth month of, like, getting fit and healthy and exercising. In the first two months, I hated every minute of it. I never felt good when I got done working out. Like, I felt like crap. Um, but now it's to the point, like, after I run or after I go to the gym, like, I feel good. Like, I finally have endorphins. <laughs> um, but it was something my body had to develop over time. Like, I didn't just, the first time I wor- worked out, been like, oh, I feel so great afterwards but at least that's not how it was for me. So
0: so what um, are your, some of your favorite activities at the
1: gym? Well, I go to uh Healthworks, which is ran by our local hospital here. So it's a lot smaller than you know, a whole different kind of concept and stuff than the type of gym you go to. I think the gym you go to is more like a anytime fitness mentality. Yeah. Um but, and I've actually never used a single piece of actual gym equipment at my gym. Um, my gym offers a lot of classes like Zumba, um, Dance Jam, Kickboxing, Total Conditioning, Hardcore, Move, Groove, and Rejuice, Step and Sculpt, Boot Camp, um, Spinning, which is my favorite. Um, but they offer a variety of classes, and that's what I've chosen to do because it's a good mixture of cardio and then, like, strength training. Um, so spinning is my favorite class, which obviously helps with my runs um, because it's low impact, but you are moving your legs for 45 minutes to an hour. So it helps with that fluid motion. Um, I like boot camp. Except for the push up parts. Um, I listened to your other podcast before this, and I have to do girl push ups too. Um, but that's my least favorite part of boot camp. My least favorite class is like the move, groove, and rejuve, which is step without a step, but it's really just a dance class. Um, and you burn a lot of calories in there. Like it's a high, high cardio class, but I'm not coordinated. Like, I can't do something with my right arm and my left leg at the same time. Like, I can only use the right or the left side at one time. I'm not good at alternating. So, um, I do the classes. Um, What's nice is um, they're open six days a week. They usually have at least one class a night. Sometimes they have multiple classes per night. Um, They have a variety of different Trainers, coaches, teachers, I don't know what you want to call them, um, that teach the same class. So, like, spinning class with Tara, like, it's a good workout, but, like, spinning's not her forte, so she's not, you get a workout, but she's not, it's a more of a go at your own pace, do your own kind of thing. Whereas, there's another lady who does spinning, and her name is... Julie, and she is a beast. Like, she's always like, more gear, more gear, more gear, and she's a position two whore. Um, for people who've never done spinning, there's, there's three key positions. There's the saddle, standing, and then, um, your butt in the air position. I don't really know what it's called, but they're called one, two, and three. And pos- position two is the hardest because you're standing. Um, but she will. She'll be like, stand and then turn your gear all the way on um, for, like, eight minutes. And you literally feel like you're going to fall off your bike and die. Like, if it wasn't for straps holding you on, like, you would fall off and die. <laughs> um, but so it's nice because you get a variety. Um, every class is the same, but it's different. Um, there, they're really good at levels. Um Like, boot camp, for example, she has, like, your base move, your second level move, and your third level move. So she'll teach you a routine, and then she'll be like, okay, for those of you who need a little bit more, add this to it. And you'll do that, and then she'll be like, okay, for the people who need a little bit more, you add this to it. Um, And they have that for just about every class. Um, It's small, Um, tight knit, like the thing I, you guys were talking about, like, superficial people and stuff coming to your gym. It's not like that at HealthWorks. Like, the people who are there are either going there, like, they're all there for the same purpose. They're there to work out. So, like, they're all very helpful, very friendly. Like, we don't, you don't get Barbie dolls and, like, meatheads there. So, that's really nice. Um... Like, because the first few times I went, I felt very awkward and, like, I was the biggest person in the class and that sort of thing. But, like, everybody's really helpful, really encouraging. Um, the, The trainers are always willing to, like, stay after class and, like, talk to you and, like, encourage you and tell you what you can do better or do different and... Like, if you say you don't like it, they're always like, Well, you have to come back this many times before you'll really like it or you'll really know what's going on. And um, so it's just a very supportive, encouraging atmosphere, and I really like that. Because um, when I was looking to join a gym, my only options were that or Anytime Fitness. Um, fit, like I said, Anytime Fitness doesn't offer classes and I didn't feel like if I was left to my own devices that I would be very productive, or like, if I was left to my own devices, it would be easier to make excuses not to go. Yeah. But if I'm going to a class, and class size varies, usually there's only four or five people in a class, but, like, they get used to seeing you week after week, and, like, they expect you to be there. So, like, when someone's expecting you to be there, like, even if you don't want to go, you feel obligated. Like, it's a motivator to get you out the door. Because, at least for me, I don't want those other people to think that I'm a slacker.
0: I don't blame you. I mean, I can totally understand that. Our gym, obviously, doesn't offer classes either, but they do have kind of like, what they call P-E-P-F, which are like small, kind of, it's kind of a class, but it's not a class. It's just like a class for specific muscle groups basically like they take up to like six people I think they meet at different times on different days for specific things like there's like a cardio class and an abs class and things like that and they'll help you work out like a good routine for you I guess uh, I haven't taken advantage of that yet I might I'm thinking about it but I, just, I wish that we had things like yoga classes and Zumba classes and things like that Um. But we'd be paying a lot more to have classes than we're paying now, so. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) I might start taking a Zumba class at my church. Because I've heard it's a really good workout.
1: See, Zumba's really popular where I go, but like I said, I don't do the Zumba or the dance jam. Because I'm not coordinated. (laughs) Well, I'm and I'm sure I feel, I'd look like an idiot. But. I feel really... I, I'm really... Even though I shouldn't be because, like I said, at my gym, nobody's watching you unless they're watching you to help you. Um, but I, I'm i always doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing. And, like, even though I know my left from my right, for some reason, anytime she says right, I automatically leave with, with my left leg or... <laughs> the total opposite of what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, But... Um, it, it's, I don't know, it's just nice, um, to have that encouragement and support. Like, my very first class I ever did was Step and Sculpt, which is nothing like the step class you did in middle school gym. I don't know if you remember doing that in the cage with the I step. Uh-huh. Like, in between
0: the rowers and whatever yeah. else was in there. And uh, they had the not- stupid
1: old, like, 80s aerobics yeah.
0: video on.
1: Nothing like that, um... But I was doing it, and I was really struggling because that particular teacher that teaches that class, like, she uses a lot of dance move terminology. Um, and I did. It, it took me a while to realize that when she's saying something, she's actually telling you what you're going to do next, like, not what you're supposed to be doing then. Um, and it was really nice because, like, this super old lady, like, she's, like, 70-some years old, <laughs> was, like, totally kicking my ass in this class. And, like, she stopped and, like, walked back to me, and she's like, when she says this, she means this. And when she says do this, it's actually what you're going to do next, not what you should, you know, and kind of explained to me um, what was going on. So I would kind of get the hang of it, and I don't know. I've, I've just had a really good exp- experience with my gym um, because, like, I, I went to Ball State, and, like, I had access to, like, state-of-the-art. Recreational facilities. The entire time I went there for free. In fact, I paid for it in my tuition. But uh, I think my roommate got me to go one time, and I did the ellip- ell- elliptical, and then I never went back. So the classes really work for me. That like that's what I need. Like I said, I don't, I don't feel like I'd be good at independent workout routines.
0: I'm not sometimes. It depends on how I feel, I guess. Like, some days I feel super, super motivated, and I go in there, and I'm like, I'm going to kill it today. And I do, like, all these different things, and I'm like, man, I'm a beast. And then there are other days where I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm going to sit here and read Game of Thrones while I bike. (laughs) Which I totally did. In my defense, the book was overdue, and I wanted to get it finished. (laughs)
1: Like I said, I haven't tried to use any of the equipment at my gym yet, but um, I'm, I'm sure I will at some point because um, at some point I'm probably going to have to start doing free weights and stuff like that to get the toning I want to do. Because a lot of the classes, like step and sculpt, like you do step for 45 minutes and then the last 15 minutes is weight work or band work. Um but you're, you're basically just usually doing arms. Um, sometimes you'll do a little bit of ab work, but not, not a whole lot. They have a whole class dedicated to, like, core work, like weights. Um, it's called hardcore, um, which I haven't done yet because most of the classes are all women except in all of the classes that I do, there's one old man <laughs> who comes. Um, but he usually only does the cardio por- part. Like, he doesn't usually stay for, like, the weights or, like, the stretching part. Um, but the hardcore class, the one time I was going to stay, I did a double class. So it would have been, like, my third class that night. And I ended up being too tired to stay. And then I was glad that I didn't because that was the only time I'd ever seen, like, like, super fit guys come to a class, and there were a whole bunch of them. Um, and it was really intimidating. So I was like, yeah, I'm glad I'm not staying for this because I'd feel really awkward. Um, I'm sure they were all really great and friendly because um, when I first started there and I told the lady I'd never used gym equipment before, she was like, oh, everybody's really friendly. We can show you how. She's like, the guys that are always over there lifting, like, they're always willing to, like, show you how to use the equipment, and what you should do, and, um, so, like you said, at some point I'm going to have to add free weights to my routine, because um, with the amount of cardio I'm doing and the calories I'm burning, like, I'm getting smaller, but, like, I have, I'm starting to get, like, excess skin, if that makes any sense.
0: It makes sense. That's one so, thing I'm terrified about, like, if I finally end up losing all this extra weight, I'm going to have... So- So much extra skin.
1: And and like I said, that's where like the toning and the lifting is really going to come in handy. So, And, and that's another thing, like I've lost 12 pounds, I think, which isn't a whole lot, but, and it's taken me four months to do it. Um, But I'm losing it slowly and I'm doing it the right way. Like I'm not like it's it's not healthy to drop 60 pounds in a month. Right. Um and the slower and the the slower you lose the weight and if you you're losing the weight the right way by eating the right things and doing the right exercises, um the less you're going to have that excess skin problem going on because um there's what I like to call skinny fit and skinny fat. Yeah. Like, you can weigh 120 pounds and have all this excess skin, or you could weigh 135 pounds and be toned and fit and trim and actually wear a smaller size. You know what, you see what I'm saying, because you're you're toned up, so free lifting's coming at some point, I'm just not ready for it yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think, like, even though you've only lost 12 pounds so far, like you said, I mean, going slower... Not only is it going to help you, like, end up not have as much
1: extra skin, but I think you'll be more likely to keep it off. Like I said, the eating has definitely been a lifestyle change. Like, um, I originally started as just, like, a one-month challenge that, a another blogger was doing, um, Elizabeth from The Young Retiree. Um, she, uh, she's on a, her goal is to lose 100 pounds. Um, and she was trying to do, like, the whole paleo, whole 30 clean eating thing. And so, like, she started a challenge group. Um, but we all quickly found out that doing a whole 30 diet is not practical in this day and age. And oh, whole
0: 30 sounds horrible from what I've heard. I couldn't it, do it. I like my milk too much.
1: I, I tried it and it's not sustainable at all. Like, I made it, like, less than a week. Um... Like, to the people who can do it, kudos, but it's just not a sustainable lifestyle for me, and I wasn't happy, and there's no... If you're not going to be happy doing it, then there's no point in doing it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But I, I kept stuck with the clean eating, and then I was like, well, I'm just not going to clean eat anymore. Like, I want to eat what I was eating before, and, like, after three weeks of clean eating, like, trying to eat dirty, dirty again, um, I made myself sick, like your body, like, isn't used to having all the fat and grease and sugar. And, like, I got so sick that I was like, you know what? Clean eating is really not that bad. I think I'm going to go back to it. Um, and now I can't imagine not doing it, I guess. Like, because I really do feel better.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, something else that I've been doing, I haven't been doing this week because I'm out of protein powder. Um... But I always do fasted cardio. I don't ever eat before my meals. Um. And, uh. I I was having a protein shake for breakfast most mornings. Um. Some mornings, depending on how hungry I am, I'll have breakfast instead. Um. But doing the whole protein shake thing. Um. I really liked that. And, uh if you just replace one meal a day with, like, a good quality protein shake, and I'm not talking, like, these pre-made Slim Quick, Atkins, all that pre-made stuff, but, like, getting a good quality, like, protein powder, um, like, it really helps curb hunger and, like, you know, obviously you're con- not consuming a whole lot of calories doing that, um, and that really helped, like, get me past a plateau I was on, um, so that's something I would definitely recommend.
0: That's something I've been thinking about doing, actually. So, what kind of protein do you use?
1: Um, see, I'm I'm out of what I was using, and um, when I go to get more, probably next paycheck. Um, I'm gonna go to a health food store or maybe GNC, um, and get some advice because I've heard a lot of different things out there, like. A lot of my favorite fitness bloggers, they use egg protein powders and not soy protein powders, which is what I bought. Because um, the more I get into this whole eating good thing, apparently soy products really aren't all that good for you. Every single soybean is genetically modified anymore. <laughs> um, so, I did soy protein powder, but I think I'm going to try to find an affordable egg protein powder. Protein powder is really expensive. Yeah, that's why I haven't bought any yet. <laughs> I got a, I got a small container. Um, I think it was like $11. And, it, I mean, it lasted me a couple of weeks. Um, but I just did vanilla. Um, and I buy vanilla almond milk unsweetened almond milk. I don't drink regular milk anymore. Um, just because I find, like, I'm sure they make, like, unflavored protein powder, but, um, I just found that the vanilla was good because I could mix it with lots of different things, um, and, like, change up the flavor. Like, um, I don't know if you've tried PB2 yet. I love PB2. Um, I actually randomly found that at the Connorsville Walmart. <laughs> like, look at Connorsville getting with the times. Shock the crap out of me. <laughs> like, it was hiding in the peanut butter aisle. It was, like, behind, like, one of those, like, hanging down displays that have, like, like the square sandwich holder things. Yeah. Like, I just randomly saw a green cap, like, sticking out. And I was like, ooh, I wonder what that is. I was like, holy crap, that's PB2. I'm totally buying it. <laughs> um... But, like, some mornings I would add that to it or um, I buy clean, like, frozen yogurt. It's mm-hmm. called Yasso. And I've actually, like, taken a Yasso frozen yogurt off the stick and, like, used that in my protein shake. So I could have, like, a blueberry protein shake or whatever. I- I've tried it with frozen fruit. It's okay. I'm not a fruit person, I've decided. Like, I'll eat every veggie under the sun, but I struggle with eating fruit. Um, So I don't like the fruit protein shakes as much as I do, like, plain vanilla or, like, peanut butter vanilla or something to that effect. So I'm not really an expert on protein shakes. Um, Like I said, I definitely think I'm going to try the egg protein and see if there's a difference. Um, But you can get it in all kinds of crazy flavors. Um... A vlogger, a fitness vlogger that I follow, Um, Carlin from Just Keep Sweating. Um, I don't know where she gets her protein powder from. I should ask her, but, like, she has, like, funfetti-flavored <laughs> egg protein. You know what I mean? Like, she buys all these crazy flavors so that it doesn't just have to be, like, a plain. And like I said, a lot of protein powders, like, you can just mix it with water, but just about everybody I know, like mixes it with almond milk or whatnot. Um, I haven't really gotten into the whole green juice thing. Um, But I know that's pretty popular, but I'm just not a juicer, so.
0: I haven't had, like, juice, but I put spinach in my smoothies a lot. I love spinach. I will eat spinach all the time, as long as it's not cooked. It's gross when it's cooked, but it's amazing
1: when it's raw. Oh, see, I love spinach.
0: Love it. I don't get the whole kale thing. Everybody's all about kale these days, and kale just looks weird to me.
1: But it tastes delicious.
0: Like, it's humongous. Like, why is a leaf that big?
1: Yeah, but it cooks down to almost nothing, so. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It's like spinach. Like if you get like a huge bag of spinach at the store, by the time you cook it you're lucky if you have two cups. Like it like cooks I said, t- I don't
0: cook it though. I don't
1: like it, will, it like, will cooked down.
0: vegetables at
1: all. It it becomes almost nothing. So I like the really green leafy like I love broccoli, I love Brussels sprouts. Um I love all the dark green veggies.
0: Like broccoli. I haven't had Brussels sprouts in almost 20 years, I'd say. My dad made them once, and we were told if we didn't eat them, we would not get dessert, and we would get a spanking. So we ate them, but we didn't like it, and I have not tried them since.
1: (laughs) See, I never got to eat stuff like that growing up, because the only vegetables we ever had were corn, green beans, and potatoes. Those were the only vegetables that we ever ate so now that I'm an adult if like if it's a vegetable I'll cook it like um I've been uh doing the emails menu planning mm-hmm. the clean the clean one um I tried the portion control one um but it just had way too many cream of soups in it so I switched to the clean one and uh, it's about 50-50 like 50% of the recipes I like 50% of them I'm like it cost me a fortune to buy the stuff to make this, and it's nasty.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: But, uh. I'm getting really good about just picking and choosing. But, um, I made parsnips for the first time ever. And, uh, they look like big albino carrots. And
0: they taste. I thought they kind of taste like carrots, too.
1: Raw, they do taste like carrots. Um. Like, but.
0: Because I made some. Like, for the first time back in the fall, I decided we were going to try a new vegetable every week. It didn't last very long. <laughs> but uh we did get the parsnips, and I made, like, parsnip cakes. Like, I cooked mm-hmm. them and, like, mashed them and rolled them in some oatmeal and fried them in a pan.
1: Like, See, what I did was well, I boiled them, and then I um I actually put them in my... It's a single-serving blender that you, like, make protein shakes in, but I don't have a food processor. So, like, oh, I'm just going to try making them in this and see how it turns out. And it worked out okay. I had to add some of the water to, like, thin it out. But um, I did that with some sesame oil and um, tasted pretty darn close to mashed potatoes. Like, very close to the same consistency and the same taste. Like... um I was really surprised. I really liked them, so I will definitely be having them again. But I never would—that would have never been something I would have picked to buy on my own. So, well, they just
0: look strange. I think a lot of that, though, like when you grow up eating you carrots and broccoli, that's pretty much it because that's mostly those were the vegetables we had too. Like we had so many bags of frozen California blend vegetables over the course of my lifetime that I can't even begin to count them. But, I mean, then when you get to see the things like the rutabagas and the parsnips and the bok choy, you're like, this stuff just looks weird, you know? And so, like, you don't want to try it. But then you do, and you're like, oh, this is better than I thought it would be, or, oh, this is terrible, but, you know, I think we have to get get over that.
1: Yeah. Like, I, without that recipe, I would have never known what the heck you were supposed to do with a parsnip. Um... Something else I've tried on this journey that I never would have tried before was, um, sweet potatoes. Um, but because before this journey, the only sweet potato I'd ever seen were, like, the nasty yams that my mom makes uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving that are, like, covered in brown sugar and just, and marshmallows and just disgusting. And, uh... I, so, we went to Crackle Barrel, and uh, I guess I know I say that funny. Don't make fun of me.
0: You're from Connorsville. Um, everybody talks
1: that way down there. But um, I got the sweet potato, and I got, like, the butter and the sugar and stuff on the side. Because um, everybody raves about how good they are. Oh, they're and my I brother's it,
0: favorite. He's addicted and to and those And I tried it,
1: and it, it was disgusting. And my mom was like... Put the butter and the sugar on it. Like, this is a celebratory dinner. Like, put the butter and the sugar on it. So I put the butter and the sugar on it, and it was still disgusting. <laughs> um, but I would actually bought two sweet potatoes that had just been sitting in my refrigerator waiting for me to cook them. So I came home, and I was, like, Googling sweet potato recipes. Um, and I've discovered that the only way I can eat them is if I peel them, and I slice them. And then I have a George Foreman grill... And I coat them in olive oil and then I grill them on the grill uh, till they're tender. And I can eat them that way. But it's the only way I can eat a sweet potato.
0: Yeah, I haven't had a sweet potato since I was little either. Like, I never liked them. I thought they tasted weird. I will eat regular potatoes, like, any time of day, which is horrible. I'm addicted to white carbs. (laughs) But, um, But sweet potatoes I just never liked. But I haven't... One in several several years, so I figure I owe it to the sweet potato to try it, you know, at least once as an adult and see if my tastes have changed.
1: Just don't bake it; you won't like it if it's baked. (laughs) Well, everybody's always raving about like sweet potato fries, but but those really aren't good for you. They're they're not any better for than you than a regular fry, especially if you get them from a restaurant because, well, they're frying them in nasty
0: oil. Oh, I know. I don't like fries anyway. Like, when I make them myself, I bake them. Like, they're more like potato wedges than anything. And they're super easy, though. Just potatoes, olive oil, and like a little parmesan cheese. But, uh, I don't know. Sweet potatoes, there's just something about the way they look and the way they smell, and yeah, uh, I don't know. I need to stop. I need to stop eating like I'm eight still. <laughs> I need to give things a try. Cause when I was little, I didn't like broccoli at all. I thought broccoli was terrible. And now I love broccoli. I would eat broccoli all day. And like sugar snap peas. I love sugar snap peas. I, uh, when I went to the IAEYC conference a couple months ago, well, I guess it was in April, I took a bag of sugar snap peas with me and like sat around in the convention center eating the entire bag, like for lunch. <laughs> Cause they're so good. But I don't like other peas. Oh, I
1: love peas. Like I said, I love all the dark green veggies. Mmm.
0: So, what would you say is your favorite clean eating meal?
1: Um, honestly, my go-to, because it's just me, I live by myself, so, um... Like, my goal, too, is um, a lot of days, like, I will grill a piece of salmon on my George Foreman. My George Foreman is, like, my favorite kitchen appliance. Like, my mom bought it for me, and, like, it's how I cook 99% of my meat. Like, I I just love it. Um, And soy sauce or teriyaki sauce isn't necessarily clean, but usually I'll take a salmon fillet, and I'll either put a tablespoon of teriyaki or a tablespoon of soy sauce on it, and I'll grill it, um, and then I'll pair it with, like, a vegetable and then usually, like, a salad with... My favorite way to make dressing, it's going to sound really weird, is I like to take, like, two parts of guacamole to one part olive oil and, like, blend them together and then use that as a salad dressing, um... Cause it's lots of good fats.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it to me, I I mean, I will eat oil and vinegar, but it's not my favorite thing to put on a salad. Um, so I will usually do like a lean protein, a vegetable, and a salad, just because that's easy for one person, like easy to portion out, and you only have to make what you need. Um, but as far as like actual recipes, um, it's an emails recipe that I made. And I'll have to email them and see if I can share it on my blog. They might let me share it on my blog. But it was, um, jasmine rice, which looks like white rice, but apparently it's clean. I don't, don't ask me. I don't know. Um, but it's that with tomato, um, and shrimp. And it, it's kind of like a clean, like jambalaya like t- thing going on. Um, it's got, like, cinnamon and turmeric and just all these, like, weird spices that I would normally not cook with. Um, but it does. It just makes, like, this really good, like, clean jambalaya type thing. So if you, like, want, like, a good stick to your ribs. feel like you're getting a home-cooked meal, but you're still being good to your body. Like, that's probably my favorite one I've made. Um, the worst one I made was... Definitely this um, whole wheat pasta dish, it 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 didn't turn out well, so (laughs) they're they're hit or miss.
0: Sometimes I like whole wheat pasta, and sometimes it tastes kind of funny. Like, I think it depends on the brand, maybe. I also think Uh, it takes
1: longer to cook. It's an acquired taste. Before I started this journey, I was never a big bread eater. But I definitely would have never eaten whole wheat anything. Um, but it's definitely grown on me. Um, it's it's an acquired taste. For sure. I find that the... I don't know that it's necessarily clean, but I like the Smart Roni. Oh, I think yeah. Was,
0: the, uh, it, oh, the Ronzoni Smart Taste.
1: Yeah, like... Yeah. It's not whole wheat, but it's better for you than just regular old refined pasta. I'm sorry. My dogs are barking. (laughs) I don't know why. Eh, They're dogs. It happens. So, but yeah, I I don't know. Like shrimp is a good go-to for me. They like said, I live by myself, so it's really hard to, like, cook, like, big, extravagant meals because I get tired of eating the same thing, so. I usually keep it pretty simple.
0: It's probably a good way to go.
1: Um, one of my favorite things to eat that's clean is uh, tomato, avocado, avocado, and red onion salad, and it's as easy as it sounds. Um, It's just cut up cherry tomatoes, avocado and red onion, and then you can put oil and vinegar or whatever on it. Um, It's delicious. It's got lots of good, healthy fats in it for you. Um, Because that's a misconception that people, I think, have is that fat is bad for you. Yeah. um, But you actually need fat. Like, you need good, healthy fats. Like So people who do low-fat diets are not doing their bodies any favorite because... Your body actually needs fat in order to thrive.
0: Right. And then, like, all, like, the low-fat things are being filled with things that are not good for your body to make up for all the flavor that's being taken out with fat. It's a shame.
1: Well, I mean... Your body needs all of the food groups, so, like... Carbs aren't bad for you as long as you're eating the right kinds of carbs. Um, sugar's not bad for you as long as you're eating the right kinds of sugar, which I immediate, which I admittedly don't do. Um, I try to drink sixty four ounces of water a day, um, even though the recommended is like a gallon. Um, but I can't do it without flavoring. Like I have to put those little fit flavor packets in my water or I won't drink my water Um, so it's kind of a trade-off it's not like the worst thing I could do for myself but it's not the best thing so
0: have you tried like using herbs and stuff to flavor your water
1: I have not because like I know you said you're not a fruit person but yeah I don't I don't know and people like when you do that it like actually changes the texture of your water and I, I don't think I'd be able to do that. Texture is a big thing for me. So. It
0: can, but it depends on what you use and like
1: whether or not you strain it out first. Um, so I don't know. Um, all I drink is water other than almond milk. So, um, I've never been a pop drinker. Um, I don't really like tea very much. I don't drink coffee. Um, I used to drink a lot of juice. But the fact is, is most juice is nothing but sugar. Right. So, I mean, I I pretty much only drink water. I just usually don't get enough of it. But I try really hard. Because it is important. And I, after consistently making myself drink the recommended amount of water, like, if I skip a day, like, if I have a bad day, like, today I think I only drink... 32 32 or 36 ounces i can't remember like i can definitely fill it yeah like i can tell that i'm dehydrated so once you do it consistently you have to keep doing it or you'll feel like crap
0: <laughs> yeah you get tired and lethargic and it's better to just drink your water We uh, we were eating clean for a couple of months. Well, a little bit longer, actually. We were doing really good. We started back in the fall. Um, it was something i have been wanting to do, but my husband was a little hesitant. So then I made him watch Food Inc., and then he was okay with it. Um, but we've fallen out of it really, really badly. So I think, you know, as part of my little Pinterest fitness challenge thing, that I'm going to try to really get back into that and because I did feel better when I was eating clean food I felt better physically I felt better like ethically I felt better just overall and I need to stop eating so much carbohydrates that are bad for me
1: like you said you don't have to give it all up like I said I try to do an 80-20 like um cause. Sushi's really not clean, and it's my favorite food in the whole wide world. I mean, I don't have it very often. I mean, because I live in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. But uh, it's just about balance. Like, if if you're eating clean five out of seven days out of a week, that's pretty good. As long as you're not going overboard on the days that you're splurging, I guess. That makes sense. Like, today was a bad day. Like, I had Chinese food, and there was nothing clean about it for (laughs) dinner. And normally when I get Chinese food, I at least get three meals out of it because I'm real big on portioning my food now. Um, But, yeah, I eat the whole thing. And I will be sick tomorrow. Like, my body will hate me for it. But, I don't know. You have to have those days every once in a while. Like I said, there's no point in doing it if you're going to be unhappy um, but you just really have to change your relationship with food. I've mm. always been like, an emotional eater. Like, I've always used food to, like, comfort myself. So Me I've really, too. I've always, I, I've just had to completely change about, like, change the way I think about food and, like, what its purpose is. Like, I'm really starting to view food as something, it's always going to be something I love and enjoy but I've changed my mindset to understanding that it's fuel for my body versus just eating it because I like it. And that's a constant battle every day. Yeah. Because, I mean, if, if you like apples, that's great, but if you eat a whole bag of apples in one day, it's not good for you.
0: Right.
1: So, I mean, it, you really have to think of... This is what my body needs to feel itself, so this is what I should have. Versus, mmm, I love chocolate cake, I'm gonna eat the whole thing. So, <laughs> it, it's a battle. It will always be a battle for me. I don't think that's something that I will ever overcome. Like, that will always have to be a conscious decision that I make. How do you, uh, like,
0: when those feelings come up, I guess, how do you fight them when you need to?
1: Um, sometimes I give in to them like I did today, but I've just learned on this journey that, um, giving in is usually going to make me feel worse later. Like, I, I'm not, I'm, I've never really been a binge eater, I guess, but like, I just, I just tell like, like there are some days at work where I'm like, oh my God, I just want a candy bar. And a lot of times if I have money for the vending machine, I give in. So I try not to carry change. But I'm always like, after I eat it, I'm like, that's 240 wasted calories. Like, you know, this candy bar did nothing to give me energy. I'm not going to feel good in about 15 minutes when it hits my system. Like, I don't know, just as I've gone along on this journey, I've realized that eating those things only end up making me feel worse in the end because not only am I still upset about whatever upset me usually to begin with, but then I've just consumed a bunch of empty calories and I'm going to be hungry later and I'm going to mad at myself because I'm going to be out of calories for the day. So then I'm going to have to go over my, cal- you know what I mean? Like, giving in and eating just ends up making everything worse. Like, it doesn't fix it. And I've just really learned to, like, tell myself no. Or if I really do have to eat something, like, I've learned to replace it with stuff that you shouldn't overeat, but it's better for you, like almonds or frozen yogurt or banana chips or something of that nature. Like, I've learned to replace some of those bad cravings for something better um but it's a battle it will always be a battle like that's just the way my brain is hardwired to seek food out for comfort um so like i said it will just always have to be a conscious decision that i make not to stick something in my mouth just because i'm upset
0: What advice would you give somebody who wants
1: to become healthier? Um, to stick with it. Um, because like I said, at first, when you exercise, you're not going to feel good afterwards. Um, there's, there's lots of controversy about whether counting calories is good for you or not. I like to do it. Um, it's not for everybody, but I like it. Um, but when you first start counting calories, and I, I put a lot of work into my calculation to determine what I should be eating a day. I just didn't pick a random number. Um, but at first, you're going to be like, that is not enough. Like, I'm going to starve to death. I'm going to be hungry all the time. Um, but you just have to stick with it. Keep, keep exercising. Um, keep making a conscious effort to stay under your calorie goal. And it, when you're doing that, you're going to learn to start making better choices because you're going to realize I can have a third a cup of pasta or I can have three cups of broccoli. Like, you'll just learn, like, to make good to make good choices. Um, but, and, and to realize that just because you have one bad day doesn't mean you're done. Like, I see so many people who, they mess up, like, they have one bad day, like, tonight like they've been on Chinese food and they're like oh I should just give up and go back to my old habits. No, that one day didn't completely derail you. That one day didn't completely ruin you. Like you get up tomorrow and you start over and you get back on track. Um, Because in the past that was my problem. Like I'd do good for two or three days and then I would screw up and then I'd be like screw it there's no point in doing it. Because in my mind that one bad day ruined it all. And that's not really how it is. Like, um, in your last podcast, you guys talked about not weighing yourself every day. I weigh myself every day. Um, because it it lets me know, okay, what did I do yesterday that reflected this in the scale today? Um, and it really helps me make better decisions. So... But just to stick with it. Because it's hard work. It's not easy. To break 24 years of bad habits isn't going to happen overnight. It took me 24 years to get to where I am. It's going to take me a little while to get to where I want to be.
0: I mean, that's a good thing to keep in mind. And with that, I think that about wraps things up for us today. Um, would you like to tell everyone where they can find you on the internet?
1: um i am my blog is a sweaty girl in a fur covered world um you can find me on twitter at a n ratliff which is r-a-t-l-i-f-f T L I in frank um that's actually my twitter my instagram my google plus the a n ratliff is what i use for everything except for obviously the facebook page and the blog
0: A huge thanks again to Ashley from Sweaty Girl in a Fur Covered World for being on the show this week. And again, you can find her on Twitter at An Ratliff. You can find me on Twitter at Good Girl Gone Wife, Girl Without the I. On Facebook at Good Girl Gone Wife. You know, just search for me in the little search bar and I'll pop right up. You can find me on Pinterest at AlliePants06, Allie with an IE on Instagram at Good Girl Gone Wife. And if you're freaking out like everyone else over the loss of Google Reader, you can find me on Blog Lovin'. Just search for Good Girl Gone Wife in the search box and I will pop right up. Again, you can always subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating, maybe write a review, help get us out there a little bit more and i hope you'll join me next monday for the third and final installment of the pinterest fitness challenge podcast before we start getting into things that are a little less exercisey but i want to thank you for listening